Hello and welcome back to Disney Marvels for the week of August 12th, 2018. This is episode 17, Disney Marvels, the podcast about Disney, Marvels, the parks, stores, movies, and so much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. Now, on to the news. Christy Carlson Romano has officially been announced in joining the cast of the upcoming Kim Possible live-action movie for 2019. As if we haven't see, didn't see that one coming. Also in casting news, Gal Gadot has been announced as part of the cast for Rocket Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yes, Wonder Woman will be joining the cast of Wreck-It Ralph now. Not as Wonder Woman, though, because that wouldn't be mixing properties. But she will be voicing a character named Shank, who is a tough-as-nail streetcar racer, according to Disney. The internet will break in November of this year. St. Louis-based Dure Hotels is moving forward with its plans for a big expansion into the existing property near Walt Disney World's Disney Springs Entertainment, Shopping, and Dining Complex. The company, which last year bought the 325-room Best Western Lake Buena Vista in Walt Disney World for $20.5 million, has submitted plans with the state to build a new tower, meeting facilities, and additional entertainment spaces. The hotel is called, or expected to be called, Dure Plaza Hotel, according to the documents submitted. UK regulator is telling Disney it has to pay at least £14, or roughly $18 a share, if it wants to buy Sky Broadcasting. But that won't apply if someone else steps in to buy, uh, buy part of the satellite TV company. Disney and Comcast are locked in battle for control of Sky, with Fox also bidding to buy the remaining 61% of Sky it doesn't already own. This seems to be another interesting battle going on Disney between Disney and Comcast, and strangely enough, Fox, with some of Disney's own money. It's quite bizarre. Quite bizarre. Moving right along. Ben Pesk and Justin Paul also known as the music duo behind Broadway's Dear Evan Hansen, La La Land, and The Greatest Showman, are teaming up with Disney's music legend Alan Menken to create new, a few new brand new songs, pardon me, a few brand new songs um, for the upcoming Aladdin movie. The two recently talked about the music, um, the new music to, uh, to Variety. We got to write new songs for Jasmine, Paul said. Alan wrote a beautiful piece of music, and Naomi Scott is incredible. And if you're a fan of A Whole New World, then you'll be happy to hear Aladdin and Jasmine are getting a whole new duet as well. It's a sweet song, Paul added. Not to mention, uh, Pesk and Paul also wrote new verses for Arabian Nights, which was originally written by Macon and the late Howard Ashman. In sad news, Aretha Franklin passed away this week, on August 16, 2018. 
The music's legend songs were a part, a part of everyone's life. I mean, we all know respect and a bunch of other songs. We, you know, we hear them, we can belt them out. Some of them we don't even have to hear, and we can belt them out. How this ties into Disney World, some of her songs did work its way into Disney between Sister Act 2, Operation Dumbo Drop, That Darn Cat, the, the newer one, uh, plus many other movies and uh, a number of the Disney TV shows and other TV shows throughout the world. Um, a talent like hers is, is sadly missed, um, and she was 76 years young. On to the rumors. Tom Holland posted a video on Instagram showing his double on the set of Spider-Man Far From Home getting doused with water for, uh, during a stunt. The speculation around this is that Hydro-Man may be a villain in the movie. And that's the news and rumors. Now, on with the show. When I up, down, touch the ground, it puts me in the mood. Up, down, touch the ground, in the mood for food. I am stout, round, and I have found speaking poundage wise. I improve my appetite when I exercise. Deep in the Hundred Acre Woods, where Christopher Robin plays is not only the opening of Winnie the Pooh movie, and it's also the opening of the theme song to the Winnie the Pooh movie, but it's also the opening of the new Christopher Robin movie that is now in theaters. And at an hour and 44 minutes, it's the longest Winnie the Pooh movie to come out of the Hundred Acre Woods so far. The movie stars Ewan McGregor in the title role of Christopher Robin, Haley Atwell as his wife, Evelyn, and, I mean, <laughs> you don't want to say it's typecasting, but Haley Atwell, in a timepiece period, roughly around World War II, just after, or getting her main mark in Captain America, which took place in World War II, she just fits in that time period perfectly. Uh, but I digress. Bournette uh, Carmichael as their daughter, Madeline. Mark Gatiss as his boss, Giles Winslow. And if you watch carefully, you may even see Mackenzie Crook, better known as the one of the twin pirates, the one with the wooden eye from the Pirates of the Caribbean movie franchise. He makes an appearance as a newspaper vendor somewhere in the middle towards the end of the film. The cast lending their voices to Christopher Robin's boyhood friends is equally as impressive as the cast that you see in person. Reprising their roles are Jim Cummings as Winnie the Pooh and Tigger too, as well as Brad Garrett returning to the role of Eeyore. Nick Mohammed takes over as Piglet. Peter Capaldi is now Rabbit. Sophie Okonowu is uh, for Kenga. Sarah Sheen, a girl, was voicing Rue. And Toby Jones takes over as the wise owl. This movie has received a PG rating due to some of the depictions of World War II action. Um, there is a scene where Christopher Robin enlists into the military and is battling the Ger uh, German army um, 
on the European mainland. Uh, you see some explosions, um, just a lot of action, nothing grotesque. You don't see blood, you don't see people, you know, really getting hurt. It's... It's action, but considering some of what else we've seen from action movies, it's not overly done. It gets the point across, but it doesn't push the envelope of really enforcing that point. But back in episode 8, I made a prediction. And that prediction was that this would probably be the feel-good movie of the summer. Well, I don't claim to have seen all the movies that are currently out this summer. <clears throat> what I have seen, and what I've seen from previews, I was not mistaken. The amount of heart and sentimentality put into this movie is non-stop. I mean, you thought Avengers Infinity War was non-stop action? This is complete 360. This is non-stop sentimentality and emotions and just heart just best way to put it without giving away too much though the new movie starts with young Christopher Robin's last day in the hundred acre woods before he heads off to boarding school and the emotional train ride continues from there I saw this movie with my wife and daughter so you have a 12 year old my wife who is forever 29 and someone much, much older than 12. <clears throat> Substantially older than 12. There were a few moments when I, I would look over at my wife and I saw her dabbing her eyes with the, the napkins. During the movie, maybe, <laughs> just maybe, I started to get a little teary-eyed as well. Besides the emotional aspect of the movie, the writers did an excellent job, in my opinion, with Winnie the Pooh and his friends. I went in wondering how were they going to handle these characters when they, as we saw in the previews, they come into the real world. They, they actually go, are traveling with Christopher Robin and the daughter in, um, in London and other areas. So how are they going to explain this? Quite simply, they were exactly who they are in the Hundred Acre Woods real characters. No explanations of it, no, you know, in Christopher, it's not, it's not in Christopher Robin's head or some sort of magic. They exist just as we exist. Everything you remember from the 100 Acre Woods from before is there now. Anything that you saw in the movies, any of the TV, sh for most parts, the TV shows and, and whatnot. The bridge over the river, the honey tree, Eeyore's house, or everyone's house, actually. The red balloon, the table where everyone gathers around and celebrates. The film pays, pays homage to the animated movies before, um, with such finite detail that you instantly feel at home. The characters themselves are true to who they are. They even take some some of their traits from uh, found primarily in the books. For instance, Piglet's affection for, uh, and desires for acorns, or sorry, haycorns. But it doesn't, it doesn't even stop there. I mean, 
the design of the characters is a beautiful marriage between the classic Disney movies and the Disney the A. a. Millen uh, book uh, illustrations, kind of like the, the marriage of what or amongst Disney World uh, Disney fans classic poo um, and Disney poo. It's you kind of got both mixed in there, and, and that goes for all of them. Um, and they even take the liberty of, if you actually pay attention, rabbit and owl are real animals, which I believe in the books is the case. They are not stuffed animals as portrayed in the animated. Gopher does not appear in this at all. Uh, they do mention heffalumps and woozles, but they go around it in a smart way of how to betray them. And I'll leave it at that. And it, it's just very smartly done. I, I cannot trust that more. But it also wouldn't be a true Disney movie if there wasn't musical performances. You have Pooh doing his stoutness exercises, as we all remember. And in an impromptu moment, Tigger is happy to oblige with an on-the-spot on performance of The Wonderful Things About Tigger. But speaking of Tigger, it's now hard to imagine that originally Disney had announced that Chris O'Dowd to be the voice of the Bouncy Pouncy character. Thankfully, with the help of test audiences uh, numbers, the voice of Tigger was handed back to Jim Cummings, who has and, and why not? I mean, he has been doing the voice of Tigger since ooh, some early 90s, late 90s, somewhere around there. Uh, during the the Many Adventure of Pooh TV series, I believe it was, when the original voice actor, and his name escapes me, I apologize, steps away. Um, he just couldn't do it anymore, and Jim took over. He, he, he was handed, it was a ceremonial crossing, um, handing over of the mantle. And he's done ever since, and, and most people know that as the voice of Tigger. Just in general, everyone does a super job with their characters. Human, non-humans, they're just so believable and lovable and just connect. And as you're leaving the theater, you leave with a smile on your face and a familiar warmth in your heart, as only Winnie the Pooh can give you. My family really enjoyed this, and so did I, as, as I'm sure you can tell. Um, it is it is a movie that, like I said, the de the amount of detail that they put into this movie and the, and the how they worked everything. It, it's not just it's not necessarily a kid's movie. Can kids see the movie? Yes. Will they necessarily understand the whole movie? Depends. Depends on how well they know the characters. Do they know Winnie the Pooh before going into this? If so, then they may get it a little bit. Really? Even though it's a Winnie the Pooh movie, and someone I mentioned this to someone today. I said, go see Christopher Robin. And they said, I really want to see it. But my boyfriend says it's a kid's movie. And I thought about it for a second. I turned to her and I said, it is not. Can kids see it? Yes. I mean, there is absolutely no reason why kids shouldn't really see this movie. There's nothing really appropriate about it. But the emotional complexity 
and the layers of the story of how everything unfolds speaks to the adult in most of us especially ones who are a little bit older who work hard for our families and are so caught up in our day-to-day lives that we miss we miss what life is really about we miss the simpler things of life we we miss the growing up because we already grown up and this movie kind of puts that into perspective it doesn't it's not meant to be a life-changing movie I don't think so I don't believe it's supposed to be a life-changing movie but in my opinion just like in Saving Mr. Banks when you see that movie you walk away going I do feel I need to watch that movie it doesn't change your life but it changes how you look at life and it makes you step back for a moment and think what are my priorities in life is it my job or is there something more important than the rest of the world is there something closer to me that I should be paying attention to so that's that's I think the real impact of Christopher Robin is personally I feel I mean like I said before I said this weeks ago whenever I did my summer movie review that I think this is the feel-good movie of the summer and like I said before I stand by that now I'm gonna say I believe this movie deserves an Oscar nomination is it for best performance is it for best screenplay best movie I don't know that that is not my call that I leave to the Academy but if it doesn't receive some sort of nomination aside from visual effects or special or just one of those okay we're gonna give you a technical one no it deserves something more it deserves one of the bigger one to be nominated for the bigger ones does it deserve to win I haven't seen Mary Poppins return yet so I can't compare but I'm expecting that one to be even bigger from what Disney has been putting out they keep upping their game now where before everyone thought okay it's a Disney movie it's gonna be campy it's gonna be a little fun you look at some of the Disney labeled movies that have been coming out over the past couple years several years and they've been stepping up their game these are movies that need to be noticed Christopher Robin is definitely one of those movies that should be noticed and if you are at a point of your life where something just seems awry you should watch this movie and if not watch it anyway because maybe just maybe a little sentimental bear will sit down next to you hold your hand and ask you for a pot of honey have you seen Christopher Robin enough of me going on about it how about you have you seen you know if you have already seen it and you're listening to me ramble about this and going you're right 
or you missed the mark a little bit, let me know. Tell us what you think thought of Christopher Robin. Let us know in the Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash Disney Marvels Podcast. One more time, the Facebook group is facebook.com slash Disney Marvels Podcast. While you're there, make sure you join the group. Why? Because I, I, I occasionally post news and uh, related Disney stories throughout the week. So it just keeps you up and, and going. And you want to build this community of like-minded people. These are people who love Disney and want to talk about it. And this is a good place to do it. You can also follow us on the Twitter, and that's at Disney Marvels. Again, our Twitter account is at Disney Marvels, where I do the same thing. I post out news, uh, different news project uh, topics, forward on or retweet, as it were, uh, different news and different things going on within the company from di its different arms and different angles. If you have any questions, news, or topics for the show, email us at Disney Marvels at gmail.com. One more time, the show's email address is disneymarvels at gmail.com. Thank you very much for taking your time out of your day and listening. It really does mean a lot to me. If I could, if I could ask you to do just a few more things, though, a few additional things, if you could please, please take a moment and leave a review, like I've done a review for, Chris, for these movies, if you could leave a review for the show on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening, um, just you know, just a quick review um, doesn't have to be anything lengthy a couple words would be fine but it helps get other people to realize the show is out there and again the more people that listen to the show the better but while you're at it also make sure you subscribe to the show so when you know, you'll know when there's new episodes being when I post a new episode you'll be immediately notified and if you know anyone else who likes Disney, be sure to tell them about this show. Like I just said, the more people listen to the show, the better. The more people join in conversations, the richer and more diverse the conversation can be. And not so much just one-sided, or two-sided, but multi-sided. I hope everyone's having a magical week. Thank you again for listening. And this week, I will leave you with a quote from Winnie the Pooh, from the fuzzy little bear. And that quote is, I always get to where I'm going by walking away from where I've been. Let that sink in for a moment. Thank you again, everyone. And I'll see you next time. I'm so rumbly in my tumbly time to munch and early luncheon time for something sweet.